Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I go on too many dates, <laughs> but I can't make them stay. At least that's what people say. Mm-mm. That's what people say. Mm-hmm. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt, joined by... Jeremy J.N. Phoenix, I'm in the building. We are the Raspy Voice Kids. This is the Raspy Voice Kids podcast. You are now tuned in to Pop Culture. Hit you with that pop, 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 pop. And today we are talking about the one, the only, T-Swizzle. Taylor Swift, that is. For those of you who are not initiated, we're talking about Taylor. And yes, she just redid all her music. Yes, She got railroaded by the industry. Yes, she is a legend and a genius when it comes to this writing and this music thing. But Jeremy, she is not beyond reproach. You know what I'm saying? So says you. Continue on. I say she's not beyond reproach because this girl has made a living. She's made fame out of her name. No, out of her dating game. Every time she dates a dude, they end up in a song. And Jeremy, I'm tired of it. What do you think about it? Nah, Brandon, tell me why you're tired of it. Tell me why you're tired of Taylor Swift. Get it off your chest. The biggest thing is this. <clears throat> well, I remember Dad said to you one time, you had a problem. You were having problems in school with different kids. And he said, if Jer- he said, Jeremy, if every person you deal with has a problem with you, you're the problem. And that's how I feel about Taylor Swift. Every guy you date is a problem. Every guy you date is a jerk. Every guy you date keeps your scarf? I mean, come on, I'm tired of this. Now we're dragging Jake Gyllenhaal into this mess? Come on, man. Come on. Now, I understand what you're saying, but ain't no need for you to use me as a reference. Go put me on class. <laughs> I mean, this is third grade. <laughs> for everybody, this was elementary school, but I just thought, it's funny. It's funny that you're going to use me as an illustration. Could have used anybody. Could have used anybody in the world, but you're going to go with me and don't gonna keep on just trying to talk like you ain't just said you ain't just say what you said but that's okay that's okay though i'm all right i got big shoulders i got broad shoulders i can take it but back to what you're talking about brandon i'm gonna name some people that she has dated 
I was gonna say Anne wrote songs about. I don't know everybody she wrote a song about, but the people she's dated: Harry Styles, Joe Jonas, John Mayer, Jake Gyllenhaal, Calvin Harris, Taylor Lautner. If you don't know Taylor Lautner, he's the one from uh, Oh Man, Twilight. Twilight. There you go. Tom Hiddleston. I don't know him. Uh, Joe somebody I don't even know him there's a couple other people but she has a long list of famous boyfriends so when she says and I'll write your name she's being dead serious but to your point Braden when you got a problem with every single person that you date if there's some kind of major issue either way it falls back on you either A you're picking the wrong guys or B you're the problem. And most often it's B. Or both. And you're right. There's so many different things. Like I just Googled Taylor Swift and her boyfriend problems. The things that pop up. No, I'm saying what things that pop up is one thing I saw from irishtimes.com says Taylor Swift. Why is it so difficult to support her? Another one said, USA Today said, the ridiculous victim mentality of Taylor Swift. Bingo. That's where I am. Victim mentality. I'm not questioning if she's great. She's great. She's beautiful. She's talented. She's smart. She's witty. She seems charming. But the victimhood, every relationship you end, it's you. It's the other person. That's my thing. The victimhood. Preach, brother. Go on. But here's the thing. You say that you support that so much. But, Brandon, my question is this. Is it the victimism? I don't even know if that's a word, but is it the victimism? Or is it that money? What do you mean? Because drama creates money. She makes a song, she gets paid. Why not do it? Maybe she doesn't I'm, feel like I'm she's okay a victim. I'm getting paid part as long as her fans will stop going after the people she dates. Like John Bayer said, it made me feel terrible. Because I didn't deserve it. I'm pretty good at taking accountability now, and I never did anything to deserve that. It was a really lousy thing for her to do. Go get that money. Leave dudes out of it. Everybody's mad at Justin Timberlake because of the way he treated Britney Spears or because of the way that he capitalized on his treatment of Britney Spears. And I will tell you, that was wrong. But the man was young. Just like everybody talked about how young Britney Spears was, Justin Timberlake was just as young, made just as many mistakes. I'm not giving him a pass. I'm just saying keep that same energy when it comes to Taylor using her boyfriends for clout embarrassing them publicly in front of millions of people for clout. And as yeah. you said, money. How many how many how many guys has this happened with? Too many, I don't know, but too many. So they know what they're getting into. They know what they're getting into. They know they're going to have a song wrote about them by the time this is over. I don't oh, feel I'm not sorry even saying for them. I feel, I'm not Jeremy. I'm not even saying I feel sorry for John Mayer, Joe Jonas, Tom Hiddleston. I'm not saying I feel sorry for those dudes like that. Those dudes are doing okay. I mean, they're dating Taylor Swift. Their life's not too bad. I'm saying I'm tired of her victimhood. I'm tired of it. That's the part I'm tired of. I got you. And that's what that's what I was tired of. When she hit me up, I was, you know, I know how she works. I know how she operates. And I was like, nah, I left her on red, you know? <laughs> yeah. So that's where I stand. I feel like there's a lot of people who are going to feel differently than us. But let us know. How do you feel about T- Taylor Swift and her dating? Do you feel it's okay for her to write songs about people the way that she does? Do you feel that she's always playing the victim? Or do you think she's just writing her own experience and that's and all there do, is to it? And do you know girls like this? 
I'm sure you do on Facebook, on social media. There's always a problem. Do you know dudes like this? That's what I'm saying. I know guys like this too. At the end of a relationship, there's always a problem. Let us know. Get at us. Right, my voice. You guys, our partners at Symbol have a brand new offering that we are really excited about. A quick reminder that you probably already know. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your teams win, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the 8,000 plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.symbol.com to create a free account. And when you deposit, make sure to use the promo code RASPY12, R-A-S-P-Y-12, for a money-back guarantee. Yes, you heard that right. Symbol is offering a money-back guarantee to all of the listeners for our show. That money-back guarantee means even if you lose money in the first 90 days, Symbol will will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Visit www.symbol.com and use the promo code RASPY12 and your deposit will have a money-back guarantee up to $500. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams today. Hello, Frog fans. I'm Melissa Trebowasser, and this is the Hit the Horn podcast, your source for all things TCU athletics. And I'm Colin Post, and together we'll keep you up to date on all things Horn Frog sports, providing perspective as two people that cover TCU and are also fans of the Frogs. Each week, we'll recap the biggest games on the schedule, including football, basketball, soccer, volleyball, and more. So when you're looking for the latest news, insights, and even our opinions, be sure to hit the horn and give us a listen. That's right. It's your boy, Jeremy J.N. Phoenix. I'm here with my brother, Brandon. I also hate Pitt Phoenix. We're here to drop five more answers for your five questions. It's the postseason. College uh, football's championship games are here. College basketball is here. Coaches moving all around in the coaching carousal. Yeah, we'll get some questions in and we'll get some questions answered. Give it to us, Jordan. What's going on, RVK Nation? Back at it again with another five on it. Let's get things started with the first blank. If West Virginia wins their bowl game, I consider this a blank season. Positive. I'm going to say positive. Now, what I'll say is that it's not the season I expected. It's underneath my expectations for sure. Definitely underneath my projections of eight to nine wins. Maybe ten, I believe I said it on some podcasts. Uh, that would have included the bowl game. But seven is one more win than last year. Granted, it took us three more games to do it if we win the bowl game. But still, we will have won one more game than we did last year. We'll have won back-to-back bowl games for the first time in over a decade. We'll have been to uh, a bowl game or been bowl eligible 18 times in the last 20 seasons. So it's a positive. We're going in a positive direction, even if it's not at the trajectory that we would like. Yes, I say that whether we win is truthfully, even if we lose, this is the last gimme season for Neil Brown. 
And I'm not sitting here. You're saying, oh, last give me seasons. What's going to happen next year? Look, he's not getting fired. $20 million buyout. He's not getting fired. I'm telling you, this is the last game that it doesn't matter. Win or lose, it doesn't matter because next year I'm judging you and there's no more gimmies. Next year, you're held accountable, Neil Brown. And I'm not saying I'm coming at you because I'm on your team. But if you don't produce four years in, baby, 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 baby. So this game right here is your last gimme. Enjoy it. Number two, blank players will opt out for the bowl game. I'm going one. I know you said plural, but I'm going one. The reason I'm going one is because I think it's Letty Brown. He's the only one who's already signed up for a evaluation bowl game that I believe. I don't believe Darius Stills has yet. He's the he's one who has uh, NFL aspirations, believes he can play at the next level. Um, and so I think he's going to do that. Plus, he posted on his Instagram story one last ride right before the Kansas game. So then he kind of tipped his hand there. So I'm going to guess it's Letty Brown is going to be the one opt out. Okay, I get you. Uh, I have no reason for saying this, but I'm, I'm going to say three. Pure guess. I have no inside information. I'm just guessing, at, you know, the, the current climate of collegiate football and how things change. It just seems like there's always a couple surprises who don't play. So I'm going to say three. That's my guess, three. Number three. Lincoln Riley leaving OU for USC is blank. Not as big a surprise as I immediately thought. Now, I know we typically want one-word answers, but I'm saying not as big a surprise as I immediately or initially thought. Why? Jeremy, think about this. What is the marquee job in the Big 12? It's Texas or it's Oklahoma. You can make an argument either way. Historically, Oklahoma's the better program. Texas has got the money. Whichever one you want to say, those two are 1A and 1B. What's the number one job in in, uh, the SEC? It's Alabama, and it's really not close. And then there are several second-tier jobs beneath that in the SEC. Oklahoma would fall into that. You go from being a big fish in a small pond, literally 10 teams, that aren't historically as good as what you're going to face in the SEC, to a juggernaut in the SEC, and Lincoln Riley's supposed to write that ship or pirate that ship, or sorry, he's supposed to captain that ship. Or you can go out to what is the number one job in the Pac-12? USC, Southern California, the Trojans, in a watered-down, weakened Pac-12, he could go be the man at a big-time program who hasn't seen success in a long time. And he's going to get broken off. They're going to pay that dude like very few are getting paid. So it's not as surprising as I immediately thought. It never rains in Southern California. Who's that, Tony Tony Tone? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, baby, bringing it back, showing the age, man. I, you know, I barely remember that. But anyway, um, Lincoln Riley, you leaving OU for USC is just so much karma, man. What goes around comes back around again. Y'all tried to make this move. Y'all want to bust a move. You know what I mean? <clears throat> I thought you was tone loke the way you, uh, Oklahoma and Texas was busting a move to the SEC. And now look at you. I got to stop you. It's not what? Tone Loke singing Bust a Move. All right. Well, who was it? Young MC. Oh, excuse me. If you want it, you got it. All right. All right. All right. Fine. Give me, give me a Tone Loke song. Funky Cole Medina. 
uh, Wild Thing. Uh, those are the you two pa- I got. You passed the test, my friend. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, it's karma coming back around. Look, you did us dirty. Now you got done dirty. I hope you feel it, and I hope your bottom dwellers in the SEC. Number four. When I look at Darius Nichols and Radford, I feel blank. Proud. I feel proud of Darius Nichols. I feel proud of what he's accomplished, being an assistant at Florida for several years, now being the head man at Radford, already having wins underneath his belt. I feel proud that he was a Mountaineer, a pivotal one. He was a Mountaineer that mattered. He was a Mountaineer that that actually was successful for us on the court, and now he's being successful post-career off the court. I'm proud. Bing, bing, bing. Whoop, there it is. I was going to say I feel pride. I feel proud, man. I look at this kid who came from West Virginia, who gave his all, <clears throat> who played great at WVU. Now as a young man, and especially a young uh, uh, African-American man, leading a college team, doing his thing, I'm so proud of this kid. Now I hope he loses by 50 when he plays West Virginia. But every other game outside of the uh, uh, outside of the Mountaineers, Man, I, I just feel proud to see him doing his thing and uh, continuing his up tra- upward trajectory, like I said, especially for being so young. Big props to, Der- uh, to, to Coach Nichols. Number five, my lock of the week for this week's college championship games is blank. It's got to be the dogs. Ugga, Georgia. In the South Eastern Conference, there is one king and his name is Saban. He'd never lost to an assistant coach until Jimbo beat him this year. Kirby Smart's going to make it twice. The dogs are on a mission. That halftime speech against Florida that Kirby Smart gave, Jeremy, did you hear it? No. Jeremy, it's like out of a movie. It's, it's Jeremy, it's like out of a movie. The man is on a mission. Those dogs are on a mission. Jeremy, did you know Georgia has more five stars on defense than all of the Pac-12 has? Nope. That's how good this team is. Georgia's a lock. I so badly want to go with Georgia. I personally think they'll beat them by two scores. But there's something about, you know, an underdog Alabama team. I just, I can't do it. I wouldn't be shocked if Alabama did it. I think Georgia's clearly the better team. Alabama has their worst offensive line. And they're not terrible, but they're not good either. I've not seen this bad of an offensive line at Alabama for a long, long time. And Georgia thrives on defense. The only thing I will say is Bryce Young has faced this against LSU, against Texas A&M. I know he's playing a better defense, but he's played that heavy pressure. Nobody's open. They can't block the guys in front of me. And somehow Nick Saban always finds a way. <clears throat> so I'd love to take him, and I think it's a good choice that you took him. But for me, my luck of the week is Michigan. I got to take Michigan, man. I'm not I'm not a big I'm not big on Iowa. I'm not sitting here. I know there's going to be a little hangover after beating Ohio State and, and partying half the week. But uh I really feel like I really feel like Michigan should get it done. If there's ever a time to lock down and be focused and not be overconfident, it has to be with this team, right? Now, honestly, I, I, I think they're my lock, but I hope they lose because I can't stand Jim Bar- Jim Harbaugh's face or his arrogance. 
But my lock is Michigan for this week. Well, that's it. Five questions, five answers. That's how we answered it. That's how we got it off our chest, the RVK. Let us know how you feel. But you know what? Get ready for the next segment because we going in. Rack me, boys. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's your boy Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt, here to tell you about our new partner, Home Field Apparel. The big thing about Home Field Apparel is they have the most comfortable vintage college sports apparel, t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies, more than 100 schools available, and new ones added all the time. Now, of course, if you're listening to this, you're probably a Mountaineer fan. You'll be happy to know they have plenty of WVU clothing, not like everything else you find everywhere else. This is very specific and unique to Home Field. You need to check them out. It is fantastic. If you use our promo code RASPY12, R-A-S-P-Y-1-2, you get 15% off your first order. All orders over $100 get free shipping. So make sure you go to Home Field Apparel, check them out, buy their clothes, and use code RASPY12. Gridiron Metalworks is our new sponsor for the Raspy Voice Kids for the RVK. We are now working with Gridiron Metalworks. It's the perfect gift for the hard to shop for. Metal home goods that are made for college super fans. You can find collegiate branded grills, grates, and griddles, and or flower pots, stainless steel bookends, and coasters, even can coolers, all in actual school colors. Not just the, oh, it's close, like other manufacturers do. It's a gift that you can almost guarantee someone doesn't have. It's high quality and made in the USA. Also, there's free shipping on all orders over $100. Go to www.gridironmetal.com. Use the code RASPY12 and you can jump in on the benefits. Gridiron Metalworks, making things that you want, that you need. I'm going in, I'm going in, I'm going in, I'm going in. And I'm going to go hard, and I'm going to go hard, and I'm going to go hard, and I'm going to go hard. We're going in. The Raspy Boys kids, it's time for our last segment of the show. Jeremy, what do you know? What do you think about these Mountaineers this year in the bowl game? Uh, one thing I'm going to say is a lot of people are clamoring for the Liberty Bowl. I don't care where we go. I want the extra practices. Um, I'm going to watch the game no matter when it is. I'll be uncomfortable or inconvenienced, but I'm going to watch it no matter what. How do you feel? Don't care about it. I don't care who we're matched up against. I hope it's Houston because I would have punked them dudes. Um, maybe you like to see somebody in the Big Ten, but it doesn't matter. I hope it's a good team, not like a team like Army last year. I mean, cap off to Army, but I want to play a decent squad. But either way, I hope we win. Brandon, tell me what you feel about the transfers. I saw it coming. Vandarius Cohen wasn't even on the depth chart or roster for Kansas. I mean, he didn't show up, didn't play. Um, I, we could see it coming. Neil Brown said he would leave it up to him whether he was on the team or not. Well, he decided he's not on the team. So VD or VC is out. Uh, Parker Moore hurts more, I think. Parker Moore hurts because of depth. Everybody's like, well, he didn't start. Wyatt Milan beat him out. Yeah, you're right. The great teams have depth on the offensive and defensive line. And we lost a very <sighs> important piece when it comes to depth in the trenches. Yes, but none of them have impressed me this year. Um, so I'm not that worried about it. Now, if we were elite and we had a deep rotation, that's one thing. When our offensive line hasn't been super impressive, 
I'm not super worried about it. But I get what you're saying. Mountaineer basketball. You got any feelings about it so far? Basketball is about what I thought it was going to be. Like I said, I think we're going to win 20 games. And we could be undefeated right now if it wasn't for a collapse against Marquette, which is a good team coached by a good coach and Shaka Smart. I think that there are yeah. multiple people saying that Curry is rounding into the player you thought he could be. Um, but he's really going to have to step up if we're going to compete in the Big 12. Projections have us going 8-10 and 10 in conference. I wouldn't be surprised if that's where we end up. I hope it's better, though. I hope Huggy can get these guys going. I just don't see the offense changing much. How much can you project, and how much do you have to actually see them start playing Big 12 competition? That is the question. I don't have the answer. But I can't wait for Big 12 play to start, and we're really close for it to get going. I know we got UConn coming up here in a few games. That'll be big time, too. But we'll really be able to tell you a lot more and exactly what it is when we see us against better competition. Lincoln Riley to USC. Brian Kelly to LSU. I was like, Brian Kelly to LSU. Man, this coach of carousel is crazy. It is definitely pronounced carousel. Just FYI, so we uh, on the same page. I let it go the first time, but the second time I had to say something. I just had to. I said it my whole life, Krausel. You have not. You- <laughs> anyway, I was more surprised by Lincoln Riley because it happened first. It set everything off. But Brian Kelly, to me, is a bigger surprise because I thought, again, he was a lifer. I think he had made peace with the fact that he wasn't going to win a national championship at Notre Dame because you can't do it there. Not in this day and age. You can be a good team. You can be a solid team. But you're not beating the elite teams when it matters. But Brian Kelly wants to win a title. He's 60 years old. Like somebody said, with getting paid $15 million per is what they're saying he's going to get paid. On Brandon, top of- you Look, everybody says, why would he do this? Have you ever looked at his contract at Notre Dame? No, Brandon, it's, it's a private school. They haven't made it public. Google it. How much is, does Brian Kelly make per year? I remember you, seeing something where he doesn't make as much as $2.7 million. Neil Brown yeah, makes $3.8 I, I don't buy it. I'm sure, he gets other, I'm sure he gets other things that we don't know about. Yeah. No. Listen here. There are a bunch of cheapos, and that's why he left. Okay? $15 million, 10 to $15 million per at LSU. Find me riding on Chrome. Hit the clutch, hit the gear, hit the gas, and I'm gone. Can I say it doesn't make any sense culturally, though? Yes, you can. And I'll also reply that there was a beat writer uh, for ESPN who was talking on ESPN Radio that he he covered LSU heavily back in the day when Nick Saban went down there for Michigan State. And he's like, everybody said culturally Nick Saban doesn't fit at LSU. And what they forgot is later on, what they forgot is winning culturally fits everywhere. Yeah, but to win, you got to recruit. And to recruit, you gotta you gotta be connected. And, and I don't know what, that he's and, connected and, and, in the and South. That's, hold up, and that's what they were saying. This is what the guy was saying about Nick Saban. There's like he's coming from Michigan State. I don't know how much he culturally fits with LSU, and look what he did there. Okay. You're right. We'll see. Uh I'll say about Lincoln Riley, it could not happen to a better group of people. More arrogant, uh uh Arrogant, hoity-toity people than Oklahoma. People who thought they couldn't lose 
Lincoln Riley to a college team because it hadn't happened in decades, 50-plus years since they lost a coach to another university. I'm so glad it happened. I'm so glad Lincoln did it to him the same way that Oklahoma did the Big 12 when they went to the SEC and blamed it all on Texas. I'm so happy that this has happened, and I hope that Lincoln Riley fails at USC so that people can say what they've always said, which is that he doesn't win with his own guys, his own quarterback, and he never could win the big game. So here's the thing, Brandon. The big thing that you need to remember is, look, there's a bunch of other uh, uh, jobs open. Florida's now open. Notre Dame's now open. Oklahoma's now open. One name I want you to remember and remember very well, his name is Marcus Freeman. Notre Dame is so high on him. He's a defensive coordinator. You don't remember Marcus Freeman when he was at Ohio State? Yes, but he's one of the biggest recruiters of the country. He brings in everybody. So everybody thinks Fickle's going to Notre Dame. If Fickle goes to Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman, I don't know if he's staying there. I think if Fickle goes to Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman may follow Brian Kelly to LSU. Marcus Freeman is a huge name because he's so elite at recruiting. I don't know about head coach, but it's a name to remember, and I think it's a factor in this coaching carousal. (laughs) Carousel. <laughs> Carousel, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so real quick, Brandon, rapid fire. I'm going to give you rapid fire. You're going to give me your answers. Rapid fire. I'm ready. Championship week, Oregon to Utah. Oregon. Baylor or Oakie Light? Oklahoma State. Georgia. Oh, real quick. You said Oregon over Utah? Yeah, I did. You do know Utah beat them 38-7 like three weeks that, ago. That's okay. Anyway, okay. Okay, sorry, so sorry. Rapid fire. Sorry, I got it wrong. Uh, Georgia, Alabama. Dogs. Cincy or Houston? Cats. Michigan, Iowa. Meat chicken. Porta potty or Wake Forest? Mm, I'm going. It's a battle of two good quarterbacks, but I'm going Wake Forest. All right. All right. Just checking on you, man. Saturday is going to be a fun day. It's going to be a great day. And you know what? Last thing I'm going to get in here real quick is we're so excited for Nico, Nico Marchio, right? Aren't you? Yeah. Mountaineer Nation is so excited. Can you remember the last time they've been this excited for a player at WVU? William Crest is my guess. William Crest, four-star, dual threat, the next coming to Pat White. He was supposed to be that guy coming out of the Baltimore area. Tavon, Tavon liking that aspect. Everybody was ready for Crest, Virginia. You think and, he was bigger bigger than Will Greer coming to West Virginia? Because I remember everybody was super pumped. Will well, was I thought you meant Florida. out of high school. I'm sorry. I was thinking out of high school. No, I'm just talking about a dude coming to West Virginia who no, wasn't then, already then, here. Then the, then the answer is definitely Will Greer. There's not, it's not even close. Yeah, it's definitely Will. What about Jason Gwaltney? No, nah, I mean, nah, Brandon, he, he was pretty big. He was huge, but a quarterback is different. And also, people really thought that Will could get us a Heisman and to the national championship. I also remember us being pretty excited over Brandon Ferns, us getting him over Penn State. Remember, came down to the wire? Yeah, I remember that, too. We were excited about that. But it, once you mentioned Will Greer, I mean, as far as transfers go, it's no, no, no brainer. Divine, too, Brandon. Divine was Divine huge. Was huge. Divine was huge. Dante Cummins was pretty big, too. Dante Cummins was big, but again, quarterback is hard to beat. If we're going to go outside and talk about basketball, don't get it twisted. Sheepway coming to West Virginia. I know that's a dirty word around here, but Sheepway coming into West Virginia. Not to me. Okay. All right. Not to you. 
I feel like you had more to say about that. Like, but okay. Well, I said it on the last episode where I talked about the fact that Bob Huggins should not have gone after after Shibway, and that to me, if Shibway's playing well for Cal at a high quality program, it's not a matter of him not wanting to work hard. It's a matter of not being able to get a player the most out of a player, and that's a that's a Bobby that's a Huggy problem, not a, a Shibway problem. Especially after everything that we've seen this week with coaches deciding they just up and dip and bounce and be out. I, I'm never going to be mad at a player who decides they want to do the same thing. And that's what Sheboy did. And it, I don't think it was no malice towards anybody. He had to do what was best for him, just like these coaches do what's best for them. Man, this is a business, and you got to invest in yourself. That's, that's what it is. So, anyway, that's what we got. That's who we are. We are the Raspy Voice Kids. Get at us. I'm excited for Saturday. Brandon, I know you are too. And uh, roll tide. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.